It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help marketers just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden from vidiup.tv and vidtarget.io. Along with my co-host, she's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley from Video Explained. Hello, Renee. Hello, Dane. I never get tired of that intro. I love it. Um, I am overjoyed to be co-hosting this podcast with you today. She's overjoyed. She's thrilled. She's excited. And today we have a special guest, Jake Leatherman of Paladin Software. Welcome, Jake. Thanks for Dane. Dane. Great to be here. And we will have, Jake, we will have the, all the links in the show notes, but Paladin is P-A-L-A-D-I-N, correct? That's right. Okay. Now, Jake, we asked you on today because you work for Paladin and you help brands track the type of influencers and how much influence they have and what they're, that brands are working with, among other things that you're platform does, but we're particularly interested in how influencers and brands sort of connect via the YouTube platform today. Is that okay with you? Totally fine with me. Um, and yeah, we've been building platform or we've been building software for agencies, creators, um, publishers for the last five years. And we're really excited to uh, continue on with that. And I'm excited to share my knowledge on the influencer space and um, how brands and influencers can work together. Awesome. So I love this topic um, because I've been on both sides of influencer marketing. So being paid by a company to represent them and also working for a company and paying influencers as part of a marketing program. So it's pretty interesting to kind of come at this from both sides. So most of the questions in this episode will be related to YouTube, um, but I'd love to just get a general sense of which platforms does the software track overall? Sure. So YouTube is our, is definitely something that we, we've focused on for the longest, um, as most of the influencer marketing space has done alongside of us. Um, we can track a ton of data that comes through YouTube's authentication portals, um, but our system has has grown, and we've uh, expanded into the world of Instagram, um, capturing Instagram stories and capturing engagement data, and also on Facebook as well, um, looking at a similar data set. Uh, our system has also expanded into Twitter and Twitch. Um, some of our live gaming uh, customers, or some of the, the customers that are focusing on um, live game streams have really enjoyed our Twitch integration. Um, and in the future, we've, uh, we're devising some ways that we can start reporting on TikTok and Snapchat. Those are things that um, are a little harder to grab just due to some data structures. We can probably talk more about that later. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to expand into our, our capabilities into the platforms that are a little less uh, open to API access. Okay, so the, basically, how does it work? Is the creator giving the brand a password and say, log in, and now you have all my data? Or is there some sort of OAuth or another method? I think particularly with my types of clients that are very software knowledgeable, I think how this data is connected is a, is a good question. 
Yeah. So great question. We are treating brands and agencies very similar within our platform, whether a brand's going out to a creator um, to build a relationship with them um, and start to promote their products alongside that creator's audience, or they're an agency who is contacting creators and then going to a brand with some opportunities to work with creators. Um, the platform works pretty much the same. You simply can add creators into our CRM, which is our creator resource management platform. Um, by doing so, that creates an authentication portal. And an authentication portal is pretty much a way for you, the brand or an agency, to contact a creator and ask permission to see private data points. And private data points are things that are going on behind the scenes on the account, not things like total views on a video or total number of subscribers. We can see those on the UI. But an authentication will allow us to grab things like audience demographics on YouTube or impression uh, impressions on a certain kind of post on Instagram. Um, those things are behind that wall. And authentications are super simple. You've probably used one yourself when making an account or signing into Spotify with your Facebook account. That's an authentication that allows Facebook to access some data about you and create an account um, in a pretty click-through manner. So that's really helpful to understand how people can log into the platform and authentication. I also love that you guys have uh, sort of repurposed uh, the acronym CRM, uh, more geared towards creators instead of just customers. So that's awesome. Um, I'm just curious. So as part of the platform, it looks like you have a dashboard. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the dashboard and the value for uh, different types of users? So whether you're a creator or an agency or a brand? Sure. If you're a creator looking at our platform, really the key elements are helping to helping you communicate with the agency or the brand that you're working with. Um, it'll have things about uh, communication pieces around campaign requirements. Um, it will also have payment receipts. So if, uh, if an agency is using our platform to pay you for the, that integration, you'll be able to see that receipt reported on your dashboard. If you're an admin at an agency or a brand, um, our dashboard is allowing you to control the data flow that's coming in. So that's probably from most of the creators you're working with. Um, you're able to organize those creators into different categories um, and also by in an in internal tag that you could use on our platform. So you could go back and find all the creators that play Minecraft versus the creators that play Fort, uh, Fortnite if you're interested in, di in dividing those into a certain campaign. Campaign. Um, from the admin right. perspective as well, we can also help you track content. So as creators post content fr coming from a campaign, you can grab those pieces, put them into our tool. Um, we'll even help you do that automatically and we'll build you an automated report. So tons of functionality on the admin side. On the creator side, we keep it very simple and let your team uh, maximize their relationship and have some tools to help do so. So on some campaigns that I've worked on from the brand side, there's, they've been the types of things that we like to do sometimes are pretty in-depth. And so the only way so far we've been able to do them is actually some of the creators made us managers of their accounts. But 
that's great if you're a brand because and you know what you're doing because that gives you a lot of power. But it also creates a lot of security problems, such as um, I could delete something, I could uh, either inadvertently change something with the revenue, all sorts of things. But what type of access does the agency brand get to the YouTube channel when when it's part of your system, when it's part of your platform? For sure. Granting managerial access is something you really only want to do with a handful of folks. And, that, and those people should be pretty close to the development and production of your social media strategy. If you're interested in simply sharing analytics with a company who is interested in sponsoring you or even just representing you to potential sponsorship opportunities, the authentication process is much safer simply because it's read-only data access. And that's kind of the key to the differences between how you would access that data. If you log in, you're right, you can accidentally delete things. Um, you know, it, at very least, you know, there's there's a there's a, a risk on accidental things. And at the very most, there's a possibility that that account could fall into the wrong hands and you can lose it altogether. With a read-only data authentication, all our system would be able to do is pull in information about um, different posts in your account and the audience that follows you. Um, that that is That information is stored in our system in also a very safe way. We deploy a two-factor authentication. And we also are very passionate about making our platform GDPR compliant as well. So if you choose to remove your information, it is a true deletion from our platform or, or, or a true delete from our platform rather than simply just removing your account. So we find that that advantage has been some of the crucial um, uh, has been a crucial component to how agencies and brands are able to scale their their uh, creator relationships by being able to grab the data that they need, but also keeping creators safe within a system that protects them and thinks about them as well. So, so we've we've talked a bit about kind of the technical side of things in terms of access to the platform. Um, and you know how different users might use it, but I want to zoom out just a little bit and talk about influencer marketing. So, um, what are the important things to actually track in terms of influencer marketing, and maybe some key metrics that are typically overlooked? Sure. Well, I think the question should also kind of start with a um, an answer around what is the goal of your campaign. If the goal is driving awareness and and driving um, new viewers into your brand's portfolio of content or into the uh, the copy that you have written on your website or in, onto your social media pages in general, um, I would I would ensure that the audience demographics first and foremost are aligning with what your brand's priority demographic is. That meaning if you are going to work with a YouTuber and you know that your product is primarily sold to 18 to 24 year old females in North America, then I'd make sure that that is also the primary demographic of the creators that you're working with or somewhere close to it. Um, so that's something that is, is accessible through authentications. And I think it's very important. Um, from there, I would also then, if the, if the campaign has a call to action, um, engagements are what's most important in that 
realm. So making sure that the audience is not just a um, an audience that likes to watch the content, but they're also highly engaged in the description and in the, in the comment section as well. Um, and of course, baking you know the strategy of moving people from the video into the comment section. I think that's really important as well. Um, and making sure that the creator has some sort of track record of being able to do that. That can be seen within the data structure itself. And so, so this is sort of anecdotal from a previous campaign, but when a creator was included in a campaign of many creators, one creator had some views that were overvalued because they had essentially run their videos as ads. Now, this is sort of two parts to this question. And one, when you are researching creators, can you tell if their videos have been amplified by ads? And afterwards, during the campaign or afterwards, can you tell if they were amplified? It's not, we, we believe in ads. We just want to know how they're valued, how the views are valued. For sure. And it's definitely helpful to know if the paid media outweighs the um, the organic views that are coming through. Today, we're not breaking that out as a data point that we can source. Um, it's definitely something that would be that would be helpful in the in the future for us to work on. But today, it's something that is um, not viewable within the platform itself. Um, a, a great way to figure that out is talking to the creator um, and being able to understand if they've had uh, run past ads on and on which videos and just taking that into account. Most times creators aren't running ads constantly on their own videos unless that's something uh, unless that's a, a a tactic that they would use and it's it be helpful to also run some paid media behind that creator if you're going to be using them in that campaign. Yeah, I love that answer of talk to the creator. That's great. Um, so I, just one last thing to leave with is, uh, is, is there anything that we really should have asked in this podcast and didn't ask? Sure. Well, as I, I think, you know, where our head's been focused because we've been pushed in so many different ways is, you know, how do you see the roadmap progressing in the future? So, you know, our thought process behind that is there is going to be more snackable pieces of content that creators are going to be based on. And we see that really around the expansion of YouTube stories, the quick rise of TikTok. Um, and the ever-floating Snapchat that seems to be in the background in different ways. Um, so thinking about you know that from our our platform's perspective has has become really important. Um, saving Instagram stories has been kind of a mandatory thing for all of our customers over the last two years, um, and now the 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 attention has turned to how do you, how are we going to support TikTok? Um, so thinking about you know the differences between a company based in China that doesn't want to give any API access which means the authentications aren't exactly possible on a TikTok account, and they're not possible at all, um, how are we going to gather data from that? So our team has devised a way to start to record um, a few pieces directly from the UI, but putting those pieces of content in with the rest of the campaign has been a really great next step for us. So being able to display the entire breadth of what the campaign um, is looking at, even if it is on platforms that are harder for us to gain, da or to gain data access on. Um, so that's something we're really excited about, and I'm excited to uh, to keep exploring and growing our relationship with the TikTok team. And and I just wanted to follow up to a previous question, and, and that was about researching, particularly on the YouTube platform. I believe 
you guys are really good at helping research potential influencer creator partners, but could you talk a little bit more about that? Is that still a big thing that you guys do? Yeah. One of the, so we have like three core pieces within the platform. We have our CRM, we have our campaigns tracking tool. And the third piece we haven't talked a lot about today is our, our net or our locator, which is our database of 31 million YouTube creators. Um, we've been sourcing these through the YouTube public API uh, for years now. And I'm confident that we have pretty much every large medium and uh, small emerging creator documented within our platform today. And it, it allows you to search for public information. So these creators haven't authenticated in there. We're just seeing things, that, again, that appear on the UI. But we can find video tags. That's super powerful. That'll help you find a creator that's talking about a really, really niche subject, not just the vertical of video games, but instead a new video game that's coming out or you know a promotion that they've done. You can find those creators really quickly. Um, you can also find them by country and language, by growth rates. Um, we've even devised a way to estimate audience demographics. We definitely are very clear about that. We don't want it to be misconstrued as a, as a real interpretation of their demographics. But if you're searching for a creator and you know the kind of audience you're trying to reach, it's helpful to understand or at least take a guess at what their primary demographics would be before setting up a call talking to them and pitching them on the campaign, eventually bringing them onto our platform as well. It's helpful to have some information leading into that. Yeah, so just just diving in a little bit more in terms of the, the platform and your capabilities, uh, you did mention something about kind of building out uh, a network or having something available for seeking different types of creators and not just the big influencers. Can you talk just a little bit more about that? Sure. So one of the strategies I think our customers, or I've seen that our customers have deployed that's been the most successful is the is building out a tight network of creators. And that means having not just a list of creators that you're reaching out to and maybe hundreds of creators on that list, but really investing time into a smaller grouping of creators. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are quote unquote their representation, anything official, but having a, a tighter group of creators that you have conversations with frequently, that you understand the, the needs of their channels. And maybe the those conversations also reflect the brands that you're going out to pitch. That's the, the workflow that I see to be the most productive for an agency. Um, our platform has kind of taken the the stance of helping the t the smaller network or the closer network of creators you know some of our our customers um only have 10 or 20 uh creators that they're working with some of them have thousands but we're seeing that the you know the the tighter network of creator strategy to be the one that's paying off highly and that's just simply because you're you're finding the right voices and you're connecting the brands and the voices together um it oftentimes nets out a more positive relationship simply because the creators feel more taken care of that you are aligning to their priorities. And as an agency that has access to money brands, you're going to find the right brands for that creator. So taking this on from a creator first perspective, oftentimes ends up being a better outcome and a more lucrative outcome for the brands that end up contracting those agencies. And for the brands that go directly to the creators, they end up getting 
um, better relationships and better connection to the audience. And I think at the end of the day, that's the goal that everybody's trying to um, achieve, which is reach the audience that the creator has um, and do it in a way that comes from a natural voice and in a helpful voice as well. Yeah, so that's really helpful. I just have one follow-up question for you, which is if you are a creator who is looking to work with brands as an influencer, uh, but you don't have a, a high subscriber count or a lot of views, so you're essentially kind of a small creator, but you'd like to work with brands, do you have a direct way for them to connect on the platform with brands? So we don't offer a marketplace approach um, for creators to find agencies. Um, but in in simple terms, if you have a, a certain following that is going to align with a brand's need, it's I would suggest doing some research on LinkedIn if you're a creator and seeing if there's agencies that speak directly to your vertical. For instance, Viral Nation in Canada, they're located in Toronto fully gaming all day every day so if you're a gaming creator reach out to viral nation um and see if there's somebody who is 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 willing to talk to you there and and work with your work with your account in the same way you probably already have a list of brands that you are interested in working with if you have the right size looking for community managers affiliate marketing managers at these companies on linkedin and reaching out directly to them is a great way to start a conversation with with a brand or an agency as a creator that you might be interested in as that creator coming aboard and working with. Fantastic. Jake Leatherman, how can people find out more about Paladin software and connect with you personally? Sure. Well, we're easily found on the web at paladinsoftware.com. Uh, my name is Jake Leatherman. Please send me a LinkedIn message. I'm active over there and would love to keep in contact and answer any que- uh, any other questions you may have. Um, and, you know, major socials. We're, we're, we're a modern company with a modern outlook on how to communicate <laughs> with people. <laughs> Thank you, Jake Leatherman. My name is Dane Golden with my co-host. She's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee T. Lee. And we want to thank you, the listeners listener for joining us today don't we renee yes absolutely and we hope that you love this podcast just as much as we do we want to invite you to review us on apple podcasts and if you can't find that review button on your podcast app click that share button why not it's free and let your friends know that we want to help them as well with their video marketing via this podcast renee and i do this podcast and our various other youtube videos and speaking and other projects because we love helping businesses do youtube and video marketing better thanks to our special guest jake leatherman thanks again for having me on Thank you. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.